That was a crazy episode last week, wasn't it? I mean, I was pretty sure that we were all going to die, but then Doris saved everybody. Oh, hey, uh, this is Johnny, by the way. So why am I here? I am here because I wanted to ask for some help from you. We would love to increase our listeners, and one of the best ways that we can do that is for you, that's right, you listening right there, to leave us a review on iTunes. So if you can stop this for just a second and go and leave us a review, it's I know it's a pain in the butt, but it would be so helpful to us. I'll wait right here. And you're back. Great job. You kicked ass, and I really appreciate it. Thank you again. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 2, Chapter 46. It's mid-afternoon on the 5th of Neth, let's call it around 2 p.m. or so. We spent the morning and the early afternoon doing some counseling with Tolman, while Roni and Bates worked to upgrade the alchemical torch to a masterwork weapon, making it more accurate and effective. It's a nice little upgrade. Sweet. Very long time coming. And Roni got Winter's Faith Blade back from Faustin so he can return it to Annie back at the Sleepless Agency. Nobody from town has stopped by the ship yet today, not the halfling chemist or anyone from the market or Lucky Jocelyn from the Sleepless Agency. It's hard to say if that means anything. It's not like there's a solid routine established yet or anything. Uh, Most of the activity yesterday happened mid or late afternoon, so you would be expecting some check-ins and so forth to start up pretty soon. And we haven't even actually been all the way back into town yet. We were headed that way, but took a little side venture to the left down to Pier 19 to see what we'd find there after Roni's former uh, associate, companion, employee, hard to say, after he dropped the name at the stain yesterday. At Pier 19, we found an abandoned bait shack, a ramshackle dock, an old rusty pail, and a gibbering mouther! <laughs> uh, a battle that was looking to go very badly, very quickly, when Roni got immediately blinded at its start, uh, was quickly turned in your direction when Tima exploded onto the scene with a whole bunch of new spells and nearly single-handedly took out the aberration. As we pick back up, Roni is feeling that his blindness was indeed only temporary. His vision is slowly starting to come back. Okay. But Dora's got to do some wrestling here to re-imprison Tima in the oubliette of her mind. Hmm. Oh, that is the best word. Mm. Well, it is. it describes what's happening here as you yeah. chain and shackle this being inside your head. Yeah, so Dora makes the uh, concentration check to regain control and succeeds. Fantastic. So we're out on this dock. Dora is coming back to herself. Roni is, uh, his vision is slowly starting to come back to him. We're, we're standing out on this very ramshackle pier here with the reek of sort of seaweed and dead fish in the air, fog rolling in from all sides, the creaking and groaning of this old abandoned bait shack behind you, mm. and the sight of this rusty old pail on the end of the dock. What happens next? Do we think there's something to find here? I'm going to go look and see what's in the pail. 
Uh, there is a fish skeleton, a rotting fish skeleton in the pail. All right. Is there anything underneath, around the pier itself that we would be able to kind of look at? I think what we're getting at is where is this creature's treasure? <laughs> you want to scour around Pier yes, 19 a little bit? Absolutely. Everybody give me perception checks. Uh, Ray. 11. Roni. I rolled a natural one for an 11 because I think my eyes are still oh, tearing yes, yes. and just like burning, 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 burning. So I'm walking around trying not to fall off of this uh, pier. Grip. Seven. And Dora. 16. The 16 is enough. You find not far from the rusted old pail containing the uh, old fish skeleton at the end of the pier, you do find a very fine line of nearly transparent thread wound around one of the planks at the end of the pier, and it seems to go down into the water. Very difficult to detect, but uh, it looks as though something underneath the surface of the lake is tied by uh, nearly transparent thread to the dock. Gonna check it for traps first, but yeah. then after that, as long as it's not doesn't explode, then maybe pull it up. All right, give me a check. What are you gonna do if it does explode? Well, then I'll probably die. <laughs> and then I'll pull it up. There you go. And then you guys will we'll march over your corpse. We'll figure out how to get the treasure. Don't worry. <laughs> That's another 11. It's clean. I pull it up. So you have to do, it takes a little bit of work at first. You have to give it a little bit of a, a couple of hard yanks that almost threaten to break the tension of the thread, as though whatever has been submerged may have sunk into the bottom of the lake. The muck. The muck at the bottom of the lake. But after tugging at it a few times, you're able to dislodge what is at the bottom and you start pulling up something that feels reasonably heavy. You pull and pull and pull and you pull out of Lake and Carthen what looks to be a sealed, locked, waterproof steel case that is tied by this special thread to the underside of the dock and then sunk in the lake. All right, I'm going to take a moment, really make sure that my eyes are clear of all of this acid. Yes. Before I attempt to try to do anything and maybe I'll not roll a natural one again, we'll see. I will first perception. How close is everybody to this? I would say I would probably tell everyone to back away just in case. Okay. Well, we're, how far down the pier? I'm, I'm we're at the end of the pier. It like, was t- it was tied to the end of the pier. I'm like halfway. I'll be I'll be halfway down. The sure, pier. like 15 feet back or so. Yes, great. I'm sure he'd take a guidance. Yes, that's what I was considering. Guidance. Zoom. Zoom. Guided. I'm with grip. Great. Ray steps back to join them. Yeah. All right. Alone at the end of the pier, Roni <laughs> oh examines God. the box. I rolled another 11. Oh my God. Seems that's clean. Three 11s in a row. Seems clean, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to just, uh, is it locked? It is indeed locked. I will attempt to disable device. What can you get if you take a 20? I could get a uh, 28. Great. So with a little bit of time, since you're not currently under any danger, and it turns out not to be trapped, uh, you are able to jimmy open this very fine lock on this box. And inside, you find two stoppered potions a thin, pale crystal wand, a small coin pouch 
filled with uh, a fair number of coins, a folded up note that has the name Grip scrawled on the outside, what looks like a small sealed waterproof document case, and then a bundle of leather wrapped around something else, maybe like wand sized or a little bit smaller. So got a couple of potions, a wand, a note to grip, a document case, and a small leather bundle. Then I'm just handing things out as I find them. All right, so the party's clustered around Roni, kneeling at the end of the dock, as he hands out items from the box. Detect magic. Zoom. There are indeed auras of magic coming off of the two potions and the wand. Detect psychic significance. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Those things are significant. There is an aura of psychic significance emitting through the small leather bundle. Mm -hmm. Whatever's wrapped up in there had significance to somebody at some point. Possibly a grip. Possibly so. I don't know. I can't wait to find out. (laughs) You should read the AP. (laughs) I should. So, Ray, do you want to try to analyze those auras? Yes. Give me some spellcraft checks. Do you want to read the note? Nah. (laughs) Can I read the note? I'm going to read the note. Uh, One spellcraft. First spellcraft check on the potions. Mm -hmm. 15. First potion unknown. (laughs) Second one. Roll the 15. Unknown. And the wand. 13. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Can we take a mulligan? <laughs> Five ranks. Five ranks in spellcraft. <laughs> wow. 23 in alchemy and a 16 in alchemy for the two potions. So you are able to figure out what the first one is. It is a potion of non-detection, mm. which is a spell that would make the drinker become difficult to detect by divination spells such as clairaudience, clairvoyance, locate object, detect spells, crystal balls, and if any divination is attempted against the warded creature or item the caster must succeed at a caster level check in order to do so. I'm thinking this is a go bag. Hmm. Do you have ranks in spellcraft? I do. Give me a check on the wand. Somebody, please. 21. (laughs) As you, even though you don't have the ability to detect magic the way that Ray does, you reach your hand out to, maybe you're going to pass this wand out to Ray or something, and as your hand closes on it, Roni, you get this, this feeling of connection to it, and it starts to feel... You know, the object itself is incredibly thin and incredibly light. It starts to gain this weight in your hand, and you just feel a click in your brain as you understand that this is a wand of invisibility with 18 charges. Wow. Which is something that you can use. You are able to use spell trigger items. You can't can't use spell completion items like scrolls for spells that are on your list, but you can use wands for spells that are on your list. Wow. That's amazing. So we've got a potion of non-detection. We've got a wand of invisibility. And we've got one unknown potion. Inside the coin purse, there are 120 gold pieces and six platinum pieces. Mm-hmm. What's next? What do you want to look at next? I want to open up the, uh, the, the leather mm. bundle. Inside the leather bundle, you find 
what appears to be a prototype alchemical torch. Almost identical to the one that you're currently carrying, Roni, but made significantly smaller. Effectively in game terms, it's mechanically a coat pistol, which is basically a single shot, lower damage weapon, but one that's significantly easier to hide. So Roni, because he's got this uh, level in Gunslinger, could use it, but you wouldn't be able to use your weapon focus or rapid reload feats with it because it's a different weapon. But it would be good as a holdout weapon exactly in, a, in an emergency. Yeah, and it's designed very small, easy to conceal, and it looks as though it was attempting to make exactly what you already have, but smaller. Got it. By somebody who, uh, as you examine it now with fairly experienced eyes, maybe as somebody who was, ex- who was experimenting as they went. Like me. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. Does it look like the ammo he currently makes is usable in it, or is it different ammo? It's the same. Oh, yeah. The is there ammo. any ammo with it? Or There's is it no just... ammo with okay. it. And uh, the waterproof document? Yes. Inside the document case, you find a pair of keys and a rolled-up collection of official-looking papers turns out to be the deed to a house located at 23 Bridgeview Road in Thrushmore. The document, this deed is dated the 5th of Lamashan, so almost exactly, exactly one month ago today. The house is registered to someone named Remus Doppelman, which, if you know the Verizian language, is kind of a joke. It's sort of like signing your name Jimmy McPerson Man or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> since there are no like official state-issued ID cards in this world, it's common to include a physical description with someone's signature on an official document like this. And the description basically matches Gull when he woke up. Five foot eight, black hair, brown eyes, metal teeth. And then his face is described as having a triad spiral tattoo. Excellent. Well, let's take a look at that note then, eh? Yes. Sounds like a plan to me. Hand out. All right. Grip. If you're reading this, congratulations. You win. You can take comfort in that while you're burning in the abyssal deserts, I don't know how you did it. I must have missed whatever bit of context counted, but yeah, looks like you got me. Almost nothing in this world has ever meant anything to me, and that's how I wanted it. Give people an inch of your soul. They use that leverage to destroy you. But two losses hit me hard. My uncle G and you. I guess it turns out you were the true chaos that fell into my life. And for that, I'll hate you forever. Out of respect for debt owed, take the house, it's yours. I mean... Not that I can stop you, right? Also, something's in the air. Something's brewing. Maybe it's you. Maybe you were behind it the whole time, but I doubt it. A dumb fuck like you can barely scheme his way into a plate of breakfast without the help of his betters. But things are coming to a head. Again, with respect to debts owed, a final piece of advice for me. Watch your back. I don't know what Tima and the Count are brewing up, but it ain't good. Maybe they're what I'm sensing. Could be the Doc, I suppose, but I don't know, though. Maybe it's the kid. I have good reason to believe he tried to put out a hit on us. Ungrateful little shit. But something's in the air. Well, it's your problem now. 
Fuck right off then. Signed V. I guess you can gut Nix now. Enjoy. No. As you look at it, Ronnie, it is very clearly your handwriting. Yeah. Same handwriting that signed uh, Remus Doppelman on the house deed. My Uncle G. Well, it seems you had a bit of a falling out. Or we were just planning for if we ever had a falling out. So why do you suppose you wanted to kill us? Who are you talking to there, Grip? I'm talking to Ray. Mm-hmm. I'm making a leap of assumptions that that's the kid that was being talked about. Oh, I agree. I'm probably was jealously angry about something. Uncle G. Well, you're definitely the little shit. Yeah. That would be me. I'm trying to remember, is there a Nyx that's been named in this campaign? When asked the question, who are my people? Cassadia Rents responded, Keldron Mon and Stanhope Nixon. Ah. Uh, That's about the only thing you might pull out of that. Makes sense. Give me knowledge local check. 26. There we go. Roni, as you're pondering this question of my uncle G, and you think back to you in your youth insisting that you named yourself Roni Roni Stoitsche after your uncle Mm -hmm. and you come across Uncle G a not rare but not super common male Verizian name is Gavroni and you do wonder if perhaps that Roni could be short Yes, for Gavroni exactly wrapping up that 26 into that realization. Wow. In the same kind of distant way that you're starting to realize you recall information about somebody that somebody or something that clearly was involved with your life, but you're just remembering what was kind of common knowledge. Mm-hmm. You remember loosely that there was a Gavroni Stoitsche that plagued the Lost Coast about 30 to 40 years ago. He was a Scarny crime boss, the leader of the Droja clan, before it was wiped out by plague around 25 years ago or so. He was, kind of, he was kind of a Kaiser Soze figure. He had fingers in all sorts of pies. He was brutally violent to outsiders, beloved by insiders, but very few knew who he actually was. He was accounted to be a master of disguise, a master of uh, changing his identity, an information broker, assassin, and he was known commonly as the Triad or the Serpent of the Lost Coast. And the Lost Coast is essentially Western Verizia. If we think ourselves think of ourselves geographically, if we for a moment kind of make North America Avistan for a second, we're sort of sitting in Ustalov around Lake Encarth and kind of where the Great Lakes are. So kind of not too far from Chicago, where we are currently sitting right now. This would be like way on the West Coast in California. So over the mountains, you know, past the Holds of Belkson, over the mountains, onto a whole other... To grandfather's house we go. Exactly. 
that's where truly where Verizia is, uh, where ancestral Verizia is. That's what you recall about Gavroni Stoicha. If I wanted to learn, specifically learn more about him, mm-hmm. where would I be able to... Is there a place where I'd be able to go? Is there a library? Is there anything like that? Is there... Not that you know of at the moment. Okay. At least not here in Threshmore that you've encountered. Um, if if the book layers had all sorts of books from history and all over the continent, like maybe at one time that information would have been found there. Uh, or maybe... Who knows? Maybe Count Lowell's has a gigantic library in his estate with information from all over the place. The first place you'd think of going would be the Cincomacti School. Got it. Or, you know, possibly talking to people who are well-traveled who know a lot of history, which uh, you may come across. Shall we try to find this house? Yeah. Yeah. Another base of operations. You all do recognize the name of Bridgeview Road because you have passed it numerous times in the last day and a half or so that we've been in book two. (laughs) If you look at the map, when you come over the bridge from the island there Mm -hmm. where the fish market would be on your left and you know you take a right to go to the sleepless building, Mm -hmm. see that first little road? Mm -hmm. That is Bridgeview Road. It's quite close. Yeah, it's very close. I bet I know why they call it that. <laughs> it's got a great <laughs> view. A oh, bridge. Of the fish market. No. Um, Arthur Miller lives there. Isn't this also <laughs> close to where we saw that scum? Uh, funny you should mention that. <laughs> when you were standing on the bridge, looking down to the southeast, and you saw the scum emerging from the water by one of those little tiny islands there, there is a... An, aban- an abandoned seeming, rather isolated house at the end of Bridgeview Road that was just past your view. Let's go check it out. Yeah. All right. Heading into town, you cross over the bridge, and this is, you know, it's mid-afternoon now, and we've only, we only really have one day to compare it with, but it does seem noticeably quieter today. There is nobody in the fish market and you don't see any signs of not that yesterday had a bustle off to the left towards the town center but you did see signs of people moving about. You really so not so much today. You really don't see much going on today. Would that be normal for this day of the week? Like you don't knowledge know. local kind of thing? Of- uh, it is not a it is not a uh, a holiday or a day of rest or anything like that. No. You would have expected the same sort of level of activity today. Well, they're disappearing faster than we can keep up, apparently. Hmm. You take a right there, you start heading down Market Street, soon you come to Bridgeview Road, and as you take that down, you do pass three or four very large older houses, probably mini mansions at the time they were originally built. Uh, not exactly fallen into disrepair, but not as fine as they once were. You head out past, you go through another sort of copse of trees atop a low hill, both the hill and the trees kind of shielding this house at the end of Bridgeview Road from easy view of town. And as you see this house, you know, this house has got a, as, as mentioned, a very beautiful view of this 
tall, steep, arched Gothic bridge, a perfect view of the Star Stella atop the hill, and a nice view of a string of mansions that are out at the end of the island that you haven't been out by yet. But let me put this on the map. Here is Roni's house. You see a tidy, maybe deliberately nondescript, single-story house on the end of this little peninsula jutting out into the lake. And uh, again, isolated from town by the cops of trees, beautiful view of the bridge to the fish market, and fogs rolling in off of Lake Incarthen. And it's very uh, still and very quiet out by this house. Be able to see anything coming like from the docks before it got to the fish market, be able to see anything coming back off. So you'd be able to track everything coming and going. Exactly. As well as anybody coming and going. Not much view into town, but almost a commanding view of passage by water. If any ships come in, anybody boats come in, anybody's docking down at the fish market, anyone's visiting these houses out on the end of the island or over by the smokehouse, you got a great view of them. So uh, Roni is thinking there's got to be traps and there's probably some kind of way to get out of here. So there's probably a boat somewhere around here too. So I'm going to start <laughs> looking for traps <laughs> in places that I would try to set them if somebody was coming to try to get me. <laughs> uh, around the house or on the approach to the on house? On the approach to the house. <laughs> All right, give me a perception check. Yeah, I'm going to mention this to everybody that you want to be careful where you step and look around. 22. All right, you don't spot anything on the roadway on your approach. Uh, give me anybody anybody good with survival? Who's got survival checks? I got survival, survival checks. Oh. 24. 28, since this is an urban setting. Is that from a trait or something? That's from Heart of the Slums. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you're carefully eyeing the approach to the house as you're coming down that hill with the copse of trees. And you don't detect any traps on the roadway there, but you do pick up signs of a whole bunch of webbed feet, uh, humanoid-sized, webbed-footed beings uh, traversing the mud of this road, heading into town, heading kind of across the roadway. And... Um, with just a little bit of poking around following those, you do indeed find a small little cove at the bottom of the hill with the copse of trees that probably at one point would have been a perfect spot to uh, harbor a small getaway boat. Nothing in there currently at the moment, but it looks as though the fishmen may have already discovered it. Your house is overrun with scum. (laughs) I think I uh, have an idea who's been disappearing, people. Let's look in the house. Yeah, you want to go first? Oh, no. I'm not saying that. (laughs) All right. I got some keys here. But I'm still going to check for traps. (laughs) So the house, as if by design, has no cover between the base of the hill and the front door. There's no shrubbery around. There are no trees. No place to hide. No, you got to kind of like walk right up to the building through a clear like 200-foot stretch. Unless... Um, you are blended or invisible. Oh, there we go. Which, in this case, I think I will probably, out of a, an abundance of caution, uh, suggest that I look first in case there are maybe scum in the building. 
So keep the rest of the group kind of back in the fog, rolling off of the lake 200 feet back or so, and uh, stock up on a solo stealth mission. Unless unless people want to just roll on up. It's always worked in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Send Johnny out front. No, Grip doesn't see the sense of trying to sneak up on the scum. If they're there, let's just fucking fight them. All right. I agree. What do you say, Dora? I go with the majority. Then we walk up like the wild bunch. Oh, shit. I'll be in the back, though, <laughs> just to be clear. So we're marching down the muddy road I'm, no, I wasn't through su- the fog. I wasn't suggesting we aren't cautious. I'm just saying I don't think we should send Roni in by himself. Like, that's Agreed. that's Grip's main concern. I'm not necessarily saying... He would be invisible, though. I take the um, invisibility wand, and I tap you, and I tap you, oh. and I tap you, and I tap myself. Oh. Now let's go. Well, then y'all are out. Right. Now I'm getting... party invisibly marches like um, bosses down the so money. So now road. we're down to 14 charges. Message constantly to to um, keep the open communication between people. Uh-huh. Because um, we can't see each other either. Any other spells we wish to cast before we approach Roni's <laughs> house? Uh, I want to do a communal protection from evil. How long does that last? Um, a minute. I think it's a minute. One minute per level divided among creatures right. touched. Right. All right. I mean, some of that stuff feels like it might be so better to do 15. closer when we get sure, there. Sure, sure. How about just the guidance on you again, Roni? Bless. Oh, we got bless on the wand. Yeah. All right, bless. That also lasts That's a, a minute. minute, right? Yeah. Okay. Grip will tiptoe so that it makes that tink. Noise that in cartoons when people are sneaking. Even when they're seven feet tall. Yes. That's Success. Brilliant. Success. All right, give me some cell checks. And add 20. Because you're invisible. I am I am gonna use my uh my second shield just because okay. the other one would have run out by now. I think I'll cast Mage Armor. There we go. What are we getting those stealth checks? Grip? Um, well, so I actually only got a plus 18 because my stealth is a minus 2. Ah, there we go. Um, but I still wound up with a 36. Wow. Because I rolled an 18. Nice. And Ray? I rolled a natural 20. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Roni? 22. There we go. And Dora? 36. Also, oh, in your case, a, 42. A, yeah. Right, Johnny? 42, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that's fun. So... Silent as field mice. (laughs) You make your way up to Roni's house, and let me take you to a map here. Yeah, do. Everybody on the map? On the map. So it's a single-story house. Looks as though it has some sort of great room that has a front door entryway and a back door entryway back by what appears to be a Uh, chimney area. There are then one, two, three, three other windows on various sides of the house that look as though they probably go to either bedrooms or studies or or so forth. So you would guess you're looking at like a one, two, three, four, four or five room place here. As you approach silently and invisibly you do hear the sounds of 
things banging about inside uh, the front. All the doors are closed, and you can hear what sounds like, not like somebody tossing the place, but things being very reckless and chaotic on the inside. And you hear talking in a language that none of you understand, like... Multiple creatures on the inside there in a language none of you speaks. You mean no one but Dora, right? No, I actually do mean nobody. <laughs> oh, wow. For once. That's weird. Um, it is weird. So we've leveled since we saw the creature on the island, yes? Are making new checks about scum and what we know and how to fight them? Nature. Ray rolled a 13. Shocking. <laughs> 18. <laughs> Wait, was this a, a try, try to figure out what a magic item does? Oh. Are they affected by mind affecting spells? Yes, Katie. <laughs> all I want to know. Yes. And leave the room. I'll tell them the rest. That's all you want to know. <laughs> so they are monstrous humanoids. Not humanoids. So any spells that you have that only affect humanoids, like uh, I don't think anybody in this party at the moment has like charm person or hold person, but these would not be affected. You know, they do have dark vision. They are uh, probably, obviously, amphibious with a very good swim speed. They have multiple natural weapons. They can, they've got two claw attacks and a bite attack and the multi-attack feet. So you know that they're very adept at making multiple attacks per round with natural weapons. About the only other thing that you would know, and you would know this, Roni, is that they all do possess a fairly decent amount of cold resistance, probably because many of them live at the very, very bottom of the actual ocean and deal with uh, temperatures that are uh, such that none of you could withstand. But other than that, they're just normal people, you know, living their fishy lives. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't think anybody in this party relies on cold spells, right? Nope. No. There we go. Great. We could try talking to them. You know how to talk to them? Oh. Well, they might understand our language just because they're only speaking Aquan, I presume. It doesn't mean no, they can't. No, Dora understand. would actually, or Gull would actually presume they're probably speaking Aboleth. Aboleth. God. It's horrible. Yes. Might not be the only language they speak. Uh, I know that we're not trying to layer, like, evil onto creatures and stuff, but scum are not considered to be... Well, you know that they were created by evil monsters to be cannon fodder in a war against all living land things to enslave and destroy and kill them. They're kind of created to destroy land beings. They're like water orcs. A little bit, yeah. Though... (laughs) They can hit you like 20 times. (laughs) (laughs) But like even more... You know, this world doesn't have the specific um, kind of origin story that, like, the Tolkien orcs right, do, right, right. but these ones were specifically designed to to hate and kill service dwellers. Yeah, the Urukai of... Yeah, yeah. So probably not much to be gained by uh, trying to negotiate. Um, and plus, they're, they're clearly wrecking our house, Roni. <laughs> all of a sudden, now Grip's it's like, our house. All of a sudden, Grip's like... I think he said that's my house. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that, well, we, we can hash that out later. Um, Not dead yet. Yeah, so what are we going to do? We're just gonna do? We should 
So invisibly, we circle the house. Yes, we, we, we hear signs of a can disturbance we see through on the windows? Yeah. No, the, all the windows are closed up and curtained off. Can we hear through windows? Like there's more on this side of the house than this side of the house? You do hear on this map the northwest corner over here, mm-hmm. where I'm pinging. You do hear a similar sound of banging about. Sounds but they like- are they are just windows. Oh, all the windows in this town have shutters. So they would be shuttered. All the windows would be shuttered from the outside. From the outside? Yeah, you can open them from the, you know, you can open them. But they would be shuttered closed. Does it sound like they're looking for something? It's hard to tell since you can't understand their language. Right. You don't detect any hint of what you would call... You said they're not ransacking the place. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel like, move it, move it, move it, desperate, desperate, desperate. If you would get the sense more of like... Angry, bored dogs kind of banging about. <laughs> when I did that survival check before, would I have been able to tell how many creatures there were that have gone in and out of this house? Um, nah. No. Okay. Ma- I, many, many over many days. Great. Yeah. Can I do a circuit detecting thoughts around the house? Or a, I, have, I have five minutes of it, so... What is it blocked by? Three feet of wood, one foot of stone. There we go. Too thick. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we open a shutter and just just the- architecturally in this town, right. ground floor of every building is stone. Second story tends to be wood. Wood. Um, could I do it through the windows? You could certainly try a that. Sixty foot cone emanation. Yeah, and that would just be going through the shutters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which are probably not three feet thick. What's the DC on that? DC. Well, you know, it's a divination spell. Yeah. So, it would be 16. And it lasts for five minutes, so the idea would be to go from window to window and try to you know, triangulate as best I can. I understand. So, down on the southwest corner of the building, there is a window, not too, too far, kind of like right around the corner from the front door. And as Invisible Dora presses herself against the the shutter there and casts her mind through the wood, through the pane of glass, into the room, you do pick up the thoughts of a thinking being. Do people think in a language, or is it more imagery and ideas abstract you wouldn't need to share a language to understand its surface thoughts okay as far as i'm concerned with that spell so to keep us honest invisibility lasts a minute per level so depending on how long this wand works three minutes for the wand okay three yeah so yeah we're getting to the end of that we, we would be we, we should be clipping along on whatever it is we want to do well i think learning how many things are inside is probably worth it i totally agree so, you got to stop and concentrate. The three uh, rounds. Yeah. Okay. We are running out of invisibility here. What's Is your plan to try to triangulate the number of mines, or is your plan to try to locate a mine and try to read it? I think both of those would use up at the same amount of time here. Yes, get you I close think to uh, the, it would be more important to find out how many things are inside. Gotcha. Great. I can so, always do this again later on something particular if I think absolutely. I need to. So, Dora finishes up making a circuit around the house, you do pick up a thinking mind in that southwest corner there. Everybody see where I'm pinging? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you pick up 
a thinking mind in the center of what seems to be probably the living room or great room of the place as you press yourself against the window on the southeast corner, 15, 20 feet away from the actual front door itself. Mm -hmm. You don't pick up any any more mines, and as you're standing up in the northwest corner, you can hear somebody moving around in there, but I guess it resisted they, your spell. They resisted. Yeah. So at least three. At least three. But two of them more toward the front door. So if we're going to go in, it might be better to go in the back. All right. All right. Well, I'm not yeah. a tactician, though, so if other people have ideas. Also, we could just open the door and see if somebody comes and answers it. And when they do, we take them out. There's that. There is that, too. It's also your house. Yeah, it's my front door. I'm going to go up to the front door and uh, as silently as I can, unlock it. Is everybody where where they want to be on the map? No, I want to be right there. Is Right there being uh, just to the east (laughs) of the door. Sorry, that was terrible radio. Right next to the door, yes. And Roni, you'll be right in front of the door? Right in front of the door. And Dora and Ray are standing shoulder to shoulder. Oh. Oh, no. You really want to be that far away, Katie? Uh, I'd be here. Okay, great. That's where I would like to be. Great. So we're sort of... You've made a nice, neat line. Nice cone. For the the thing in the southeast. For the thing in the living room with lightning bolts. Ray is diagonally behind Roni. Dora's diagonally behind Ray. Roni, you slip your key into this lock on the front door, and you very quickly determine... Give me a stealth check. 21. 41. Sorry. You very quickly and quietly determine that the door was not even locked. So you've got the key in there. You kind of do that little bit of jiggle. You can hear a couple of things banging around in there. Talking, and the door is not locked. I will very gently turn the handle Mm -hmm. and slowly push it open. What do I see? (laughs) Why doesn't everybody roll initiative while I get this map set? All of you are going to have a surprise round. Scum fight! What we got here is a good old fashioned scum fight. fight. (laughs) Roni. Seven. Grip. Seven. Who wins that? Is that Roni? Oh, I win. I'm sure it's Roni. Ray. Seventeen. And Dora. Thirteen. What's your dex? Uh, Plus two. Quick question Did you hit us with that bless wand? No, I did not. Okay. Oh, um, oh but nope. if I'm, I might have that sense motive thing that might give me a plus one. Look at the rules of that. Knowing that you were setting up to go into the place if you wanted to bless before we started, you certainly could have done that, Ray. Go ahead. Great. Thank you. I, I was aware of an opponent before rolling initiative. Great. Go ahead and do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. I, I did it. You, you failed? I failed. What's the, what's the mechanic? Is there a static DC? It's, um, no, it's an 11 plus the highest bluff check in the group or 15, whichever is higher. And I rolled a 14, oh, so okay. I can't gotcha. possibly have that. Cool. Though I'm sure these scum have outlandish bluff checks. They're very subtle and uh, <laughs> deceptive, <laughs> clever creatures. <Coy>. Yes. <laughs> oh. They screech in Abeleth language through the house. Whoa, I see a lot of scum on here. This is not... Oh, it didn't stop at the... No, no, there were only three. Yeah. (laughs) 
silently and stealthily, Roni slips that unlocked door open to reveal a very simple, kind of Spartan great room. There is a a wooden table right to the right of the door. There are a couple of side tables on either on the east and west side of the room. There's a fireplace directly across from you, Roni, on the north side of the room there, with a couple of easy chairs resting on what looks like a bearskin rug. And then there's a hallway going to the west out of the north side of the room. There is an open door to probably a bedroom or some other room right off to the left, just about to the west, just about 10 feet ahead of you, Roni. Sort of banging about the place, you do see two scum, these human-sized green and blue scaly humanoid creatures with these big bulbous fish heads with frog eyes and gaping mouths. They're both carrying (laughs) tridents as they... They're not smashing the place up, but they're kind of poking and kicking at things like knocking cups off of the table, kicking at the side tables, that sort of thing. I've got art. They're for just the teenagers. Scum. Yeah, they're just really they rude, Dude, like shitty, shitty teenagers. <laughs> shitty cats. Here's a fun scum picture. Ah. <laughs> oh. They look like fish gladiators. Yeah, yeah, they kind of do look like fish gladiators. And in our little surprise round here, as that door slips open, Ray was watching that door go. He's got the jump on the scene here. You've got a, it's a surprise round. You've got a standard action or a move action. What do you want to do, Ray? You're, you're looking over Roni's shoulder into this room. I would like to cast Guidance on Roni. So I'm right behind him. Can I do that? That's because we, we did the bless in the preparation, but this will give him an, a plus one on his attack. Sure, sure. I th- oh, so, oh, so while invisible, you've kept a hand on him, and that's how you know exactly where he where he is. Everybody's still invisible, still. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can lay your hand on. You can shunt the zoom guidance of whatever is yeah. empowering you into <laughs> Roni. Next up is Dora, probably with a hand on Ray as well. You can sense his well, muscles Ray as he is leans forward. Now. Ray is not visible. Just cast a spell. He didn't cast an offensive spell against anybody. Well, I was going to do some combat advice, but I need to be able to see all of you to do that. Yep. I can't. Um, You can just yell shit out, though. The thing is, if I cast a spell at it now, then I'm the only one that is visible. That is true. But interesting that I have two people between me and the scum. It might make uh, them do something stupid. You can also delay if you want. I might delay. Okay. We'll put you in a little delay for the moment. Next up would be Roni. Roni, do you want to act? I am going to move. Nice. So, Ray, you feel Roni disappear, and he is now... Is the door to my left open or closed? The door is open. I will step through. Hang on. Wait one second. Right. There is more to see. As Roni passes this door on the left, looking into a very nice bedroom with another big bearskin rug on the floor, you see another scum knocking about the place, flailing about on the bed, just covering it in mud, <laughs> and just... Guys are just jerks. Absolute jerks. Messing up my house. Keep stepping... As you hit this hallway to the north there, you got a you got a line of sight on it. There is an open door to a smaller bedroom with two maybe kid-sized beds 
to your right there, you can see a door at the end of this 20-foot hallway that is open, nobody visible, and a door on the left side, on the south, right next to that other door, also open. That is my move. So you can feel... Ray feels Roni disappear into the place. There's no uh, no sounds of, of weapons going off for anybody seeming to detect Roni. Dora, do you want to hop in here or do you want to go after Grip? Uh, I'm going to wait to see what Grip does. Grip, you're up next. I can't see anything, so um, I'm going to move in um, and see. I mean, I, I can sense that, that Roni moved, right? If I yes, was I think you would have a him. hand on you'd have had a hand on, hand on him as well, since you were all getting yourself into place here. Then I'm just gonna move. Boom! Oh, I'm still in, I'm still invisible, right? Yeah. Yes, you are. The uh, this square here is that is this a is it a fireplace right there? Is that what I just? Yes. And then this is is that furniture? Chairs. Chairs. Um, some difficult terrain, or is that an occupiable space? Difficult terrain. Well, difficult terrain is occupiable. Sure. So uh, that was 5, 10, 15. So with the diagonal move, I could get there in that in my move, right? Yes. Okay. Then that's, that is the move I will take. Do I need a stealth check to go by him like that? Uh, nope, not at the moment. They are totally flat-footed. And so I moved into. Oh, so for those listening at home, uh, uh, Grip moves into the into the room. He sees the two scum, and he moves around the corner, around the fire uh, by the fireplace, uh, behind the scum. Or I guess I don't know what the way the what way the scum is facing because there is no facing right. in Pathfinder. But uh, so I'm I'm just to the north of that scum, edging yourself amongst the easy chairs, trying not to knock them over and give away your position. Exactly. I love it. And to okay. end up the surprise round here is Dora. I'm just going to move to get a better idea of what's going on. Ray, you feel Dora slipping away, slipping away visibly into the battle. Perfect. All right, surprise round. So only one action. Yes, yeah, so that was uh, mine. Dora's taking a move. Yes, just to sort of see as much as she can see inside. I don't want to reveal myself yet. All right, so we're at the top of round one. Now, what the two scum banging about the living room know is that the front door suddenly opened, and I'm going to see if they have any idea that Grip is anywhere near them. They have no idea that Grip is anywhere <laughs> near them. Yes. So, what Scum 2 would attempt to do, and Grip can certainly take an attack of opportunity if he wishes to to stop this, Scum 2 looks like he's heading through Scum 1's square, heading towards the front door to investigate. you want to let him go, or you want to try to stop him? Oh, do I, wanna, I don't know if I want to give up the game yet, but I don't want to trap Ray out there by himself either. That's if he's just going to shut the door. You don't know that Ray's out there. Who knows if Ray's even still That's true, still that's true, around. that's true, because uh, he's invisible. No, I'm going to take the attack of the opportunity. All right, Scum 2 starts to head for the door, and Grip attacks. What are you attacking with? Uh, fists. You going for no. a No, no, I'm doing. I'm using Red Destiny. All Red right, Destiny. do it. Yeah. Do it. That's a magic item. We know what it is. 15. And you get to add plus two to that because you're invisible, and your opponent is flat-footed because it cannot see you. So 17. I'm going to let that stand. You slide that plus two short sword right into the scum. 
for four points of damage. Kind of a glancing blow as it's moving past and feeling that, and then suddenly seeing this gigantic half-orc pop into existence in the middle of the room, towering over it. How can you even do only four points of damage? Because I rolled a one. Yeah, there we go. So it attempted to take a move action, so it can't, uh, even though it didn't, it wasn't doing a five-foot step. So I think it's stuck taking a single attack this round. It hefts its trident and takes a jab at you there, Grip. I'm sorry, there should have been two more on that. I was reading, and I rolled the wrong die. I rolled the wrong die for that damage. I I rolled... (laughs) Why don't you start over and roll damage again? All right. It's a plus two. So you, right? It's a plus two. Yeah, just be plus I, no, three. I wasn't power attacking. Right. I, I said I was attacking with Red Destiny, and then I rolled the dice for my unarmed ah. damage. And so that's everything's everything's fakakta. So this is the real damage roll. Okay. Seven. <laughs> Still, much I better. Rolled, I rolled a two instead of a one, but it's a better sword. So anyway, much sorry about that. Much better. A much more significant blow on this scum, and it winds up and takes a stab at you with its trident, as it is clearly shocked to find you in the middle of its space. <laughs> and it misses. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it would just be quiet for a second. Can you put me back into being able to see things? What's your light? Oh, yeah, so there's no light in here. Oh, I didn't realize this house was dark. I thought it was daytime. Yeah, let's talk this through. It is daytime, but everything is shuttered up. I think you're fine getting to where you got to because of the lights built through the front door. Oh. Yeah, you're fine for the moment. Let's oh. say anywhere past in this hallway, if you want to go further down the hallway, oh. you're going to get into dim light. Oh, okay. That's that's fine. If I, if I had known that, that visibility was going to be an issue, then I would have drunk a, an extract before we went in here, but that's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it sometime now. Hearing the screams of pain and the yelps and the calls in this utterly abhorrent language that these fish monsters speak. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Coming out the room at the far west end of the hallway, Roni, from your invisible position inside this Uh, bedroom to the north there you see a scum with a trident in hand come loping past you to close with grip at the moment now grip is standing in these squares surrounded by easy chairs and he is currently got he's currently flanked by two scum and threatened by a third ray you are up still outside he's got sight on grip and the at least two of the scum that are harassing him Ray's going to go in through the front door to a flanking position opposite scum one. That square is a table and not occupiable. Dang. Yeah. Can I go to that? You sure can, yeah. Okay. But that's not a flanking position. There's nowhere I can go to be flanking, is there? Yeah, it's tight tight quarters in there. It's really tight. This living room is basically 20 by 20 feet, and this large table is taking up uh, a significant chunk of it. And I'm clogging up the door over here. So Ray moves forward even further, coming in line with this door on the west side of the great room, and sees the sight of the scum lolling about, muddying the bed inside the the little bedroom to the west there. (laughs) Amazing. Master bedroom there. Mm. 
since scum number one still has not acted yet, and uh, you are invisible, you of course can't take an attack of opportunity. Yeah, you're still invisible, so you know, nobody even knows where you are yet. May I attack scum one? You certainly may. I'm going to take a swing with my morning star. Do it. Add two to your roll because you are invisible. Twelve. Keeping that? Yes. Because you're invisible, because it's flat-footed, that hits. Bam. How much damage? Eight points. Nice. Eight points of damage. Fantastic. So the thing is turning to the north to face off with this giant orc looming over it, and you just come up and bam! Right in the back of the head with fucking <laughs> whore flame. Uh, becoming visible <laughs> as you do. Like you do. That's the same one that I attacked, correct? No. No, no it's a different one. I couldn't get to it. The flap, flap, flap of webbed feet as you hear another scum running out of no. the other room at the end of the hallway. What? Let's see, are they acrobatic? Hmm, not too acrobatic. Thwap, 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 thwap. Wet fish frog feet slapping on the stones Ugh. of this house. <laughs> Roni sees as this as this fifth scum comes into view, and at the end of clearly the end of his first move is faced with this decision like, okay, if I keep moving, I'm I'm getting into the scrum here. I'm gonna have to like go through Grip's reach. And uh, it decides it wants to get in on the party and it continues moving. Let's see, you have taken an attack of opportunity this round, Grip, right? Yes. Yes. So uh, it did not know that, but manages to slip in. Right now, Grip is threatened by four scum. (laughs) Ray is threatened by two scum. Uh, The pileup is beginning. uh, So the scum that just joined the scrum. The scum scrum. That was scum scrum. That was five. Number that was five. five. Yes. Uh, do I get an attack of opportunity on it or no? No, because it only entered your threatened area. It didn't move through it. Oh, okay. So Ray is threatened by one and five. Grip is threatened by one, two, four, and five. <laughs> and here comes three! <laughs> <laughs> Number three has to use a stupid move action to stand up from the bed where I decided it was lolling about. <laughs> and then it makes its way to the door so that now... Finally, Ray is also flanked. Ray is flanked by one and three. Grip is flanked by two and four. And they're both threatened by one and five. Roni, you're up. You can see all this. You're still invisible. You've got one scum, scum number four, five feet away from you on the uh, right around the corner from this door here. As uh, as as of yet, nobody knows that you're there. Uh, I, as a move action, I am going to use studied combat. Oh, nice. Read that out for us since the oh, first time sure. you're using it. Hey, finally you get to do investigator shit. I'm so excited. I've been wanting to use this thing forever. With a keen eye and calculating mind, an investigator can assess the mettle of his opponent to take advantage of gaps in talent and training. At fourth level, an investigator can use a move action to study a single enemy that he can see. Upon doing so, he adds one half his investigator level as an insight bonus on melee attack rolls and as a bonus on damage rolls against the creature. This effect lasts for a number of rounds equal to his intelligence modifier, minimum one, or until he deals damage with a studied strike, whichever comes first. And what one are you studying? I am studying this one that's this one. Number four. I'm studying scum number four. 
The one that's very close to you. Yes. And because of, because of that feat that you took, you are able to use this ability with your pistol if you wish. That is correct. So yeah, you are torch. currently casting your investigative eye upon number four, as number four is carefully eyeing grip, looking for an opportunity to strike. It's just a move action. What do you do with your standard? I aim and fire it <laughs> at scum number four. Let's see. Because of the doorway, it has got cover to you. You could take a five-foot step into the hallway to fire in the clear there. Uh, or you could just use not worry about the cover. You're still invisible, right? Yeah. It's a touch attack. It's fine. I'll, I'll go ahead and step it's out there. It's a flat-footed touch. <laughs> like studied it's, target. It's basically got a three armor class against you. Or I'll go ahead and <laughs> step out so that... So oh, Roni, no. Roni steps out into the hallway, raises the alchemical <laughs> torch uh, right up to scum number four, and what happens? Uh, that is a 21. Nice. So 23 with the invisibility. That shot slams into the scum for how much damage? Nine bludgeoning and piercing. Nice. Does that include your studied target? It does. That's fantastic. Sweet. That's almost max. That's seven. Yeah, seven plus two. That is officially, I believe, the most damage you've ever done with a pistol. Is that right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never, I've never been able to do over eight points of damage with a pistol before. Oddly enough, and that was on a critical, right? And that was no, <laughs> I that's think it uh, was. no. I think, I I, think it was. Oh, that's I've listened to the more than you have. I think it was. <laughs> oh man, is that true? You've never done more damage than that? Uh, it's literally the those. It's, crits oh no, were he had so one. Terrible. You had one it was like that a was one, a and then like one build. plus two plus three plus two. Uh, like they were terrible. They were such awful rolls. So maybe this time, now that I actually have studied combat, it will do something more. All right. Roni explodes into view as he shoots the scum right in the back for a very, very impressive amount of damage. And we're on to Grip there. Grip, you're in a very sticky situation here. You uh, you do have Ray right next to you, but you also have four other scum right next to you. <laughs> yeah, so Ray, Grip looks to his to his far right, he looks directly in front of him, he looks directly in front of him another direction, and he looks to his far left and he's surrounded <laughs> by scum. <laughs> and Ray. And villainy. <laughs> so he, and um, villainy. Yeah. Scum and Ray. And villainy. Villainy. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. But are you calling my house a wretched hive? I am. I it's am. not he your house. My house. We'll, 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 we'll figure that out later. This is um, a sitcom waiting to happen. Oh, so uh, he's, he assesses the situation and he's his eyes roll in the back of his head and his jaw goes slack and, yes. and he takes the cleave feet. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. And he is Thank going you. to attack scum number one. Why don't you go ahead and read that feat since I don't know that we actually read it out loud uh, the last time you used it. Um, and you missed. <laughs> Not to rub salt in the wound. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay, gosh. There are five of you, so just back off. As a standard action, you can make a single attack at your full base attack bonus against a foe within reach. If you hit, you deal damage normally and can make an additional attack using your full base attack bonus against a foe that is adjacent to the first and also within reach. You can only make one additional attack per round with this feat. When you use this feat, you take a minus two penalty to your armor class until your next turn. Fantastic. So Grip is basically uh, focusing so hard on trying to cut through these scum that he's leaving himself a little open, a little bit open. So which one are you attacking there, Robert? Uh, we'll do scum one first. Scum one, which has not yet been hit. That's not the one Ray hit. I thought that was the one I hit. I thought Ray hit one and I had hit two. That's what I thought too. Great. All right. Yes. So number one has indeed been hit by Ray. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So then um, 
I am attacking number one with red destiny. Time slows. Cry of a bird in your ear. Uh, 15. I'm going to use a shame point because that's ridiculous and I'm ashamed. Spend them all! 17. Yeah, that's a hit. As time slows, you slide that blade right into Scum 1, unarmored Scum 1, standing there naked, naked as the day he was born, holding his trident, wanting to murder you. Right, this roll the right die. Uh, That's for 10 points of damage. Oh, man. And then his attack on the second one. It sure seems wobbly. Good. That's much better. That's a 26. This is against two or four? This is against... um, Two is the one you hit before. Two. So the one you already hit. Great, that's a hit. For nine points of damage. Wow, leaving half of the scum in this room totally reeling from a cleaving blow through, I guess, with a piercing weapon. So you're like right through Scum 1's shoulder into Scum 2's chest. (laughs) Like the blade just... (laughs) Nice. Dora, you are up. You are outside, still invisible, about Mm. 10 feet away from the door. You can Uh, see Ray. You can see Ray. Step into the door to get a sight of everything. Everybody else is visible but me. I'm kind of torn here, um, and I have a question. I don't think I've, this has ever come up before, but can I use combat advice twice for two different people? It's a move action. There's nothing in the text of combat advice that says you can only use it once. It just says as a move action. Hmm. Um, I might not do that anyway, because now two of them are very hurt, so it might be worth revealing myself for a magic missile that might take out two of them. You can always take a move action in place of a standard action. That is right in the rules. So as long as uh, combat device does not say it can only be used once per turn, you could sure do that. But then that's uh, a whole round again, because since they just went, since Ray and and Griff just went, it leaves the two scum up and they'll get another attack before then. She was thinking it was not wise to reveal herself when there were so many enemies and any one of them at any time could break off to come get her and her shitty armor class. Yeah. Um, but if she could, like if they're really hurt and a magic missile or two could take them out, then it might be worth it. Is that a heal check to sort of tell how bad off they are? Uh, I'll take a heal check, sure. 15. You would definitely assess Scum 1 and Scum 2, the two that Grip just cleaved through, as certainly being on the doorstep of unconsciousness. And those are the two closest to me, so if I were to take them out, then I have some wiggle room with attacks of opportunity from my allies. So. That is true. Um, I will cast Magic Missile. I think I get three. Mm-hmm. So I'll put two on number one and one on number two. Excellent. Three missiles fly out unerringly, striking their targets. For how much damage to number one? I said two on number one, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Six total. Oh. And it falls unconscious. It drops. Nice. Only two two on number two. Number two stays on its feet. <laughs> As a move equivalent action, Dora will draw. Oh, you know what? I don't have that anymore. I thought I had an alchemist fire, but I do not. Um, 
I don't have any other move equivalent actions. Oh, yes, I do. Combat advice. We just talked about it extensively. <laughs> um, I'd love to kill number two, and I think Grip is the only one that can. But I don't know that he's cleaving. So I'm not privy on all that stuff. I'm just going to give it to Ray. He, she has the impression that he needs it more to hit. So, mm. um, And I can't really see number two. So, Ray... Focus fire on the one between you and Grip. So that's scum number five. You have a plus two to hit on your next attack. Thank you. Fantastic. So at the end of Dora's turn there, uh, one of the scum that had been flanking Ray is now unconscious and bleeding out. So Ray is no longer in a flank. That scum is up. Let's see if it manages to stabilize. It does not. It loses another hit point as it continues to bleed out. Oh. I'm just going to track him here just to see what happens in case you have any interest in... Any interest in stabilizing? Katie was talking about trying to read their thoughts earlier. So oh. I'm just going to... I'm not going to... Yeah, I didn't do it that time. Um, but I can attach that detect thoughts to a, to a damage dealing spell. With a lot of creatures that you have fought in book one, many of which were either undead or summoned or weirdly out there. Like, I didn't often bother tracking their hit points past zero. But if I'm going to try to do that with any case of, if you're indicating an an interest in getting information out of them, Mm -hmm. we'll just see what happens to them. Yes, no, I appreciate it. Great. Gotcha. Thank you. That is the end of round one. We start round two. <laughs> Just the that end of round one. one? Oh my that God. was one round. <laughs> wow, was our <laughs> surprise round? Round one. Yep. There you go. All right, surprise round. Top of round two. We pick up with Scum Two, which is near death in a flank, currently flanking grip with Scum Four. Let's see. He is not long for the world, and knowing what I know about his goals, interests, and children's education. <laughs> he is going to unfucking load on grip from the flank position here. Mm-hmm. We start off with a trident attack. Sorry, tried to kill him. So did I. 19. Miss. Oh, excellent. And here comes claw. Here comes claw. Natural 20. Not backed up. So there's a hit from the claw. Four. Five points of damage. Claw rakes into your side there, and it lashes out with a bite and misses. Even from the flank, can only land a single attack. If a scum could look crestfallen, <laughs> the scum looks a tad crestfallen oh, as it bleeds scum. and bleeds. Not literally bleed. No. Number four is up. The other one flanking grip. So scum number four is now... Flanking grip with number two and adjacent to Roni, who just shot him. He shot him right in the back. Yeah, he doesn't know. He has no clue at all what this is. He doesn't perceive it as a melee weapon. And he recognizes he's got a brief window of time here where Scum 2 <laughs> will still exist. So he's going to go for the full attack on the biggest perceived threat, which is Grip from the flank position. Trident comes out at you. 21. Just. Just. 10 points of Ooh. damage lands a very solid blow right in your gut. Boomer. Claw 1. 20. Nope. Bite misses. 
Okay, they can only land one hit per round, but they are doling out a bit of damage there. Mm -hmm. Scum number four is happy to see the blood pour out of Grip's gut, but is also sure he's not long for this world. Ray is up. Ray, no longer flanked, but you are currently threatened by two Scum, number five in the north and number three to your west. So exciting. Uh, Grip, you get five hit points back. Hey, thanks. And Ray doubles over in pain for a quick second and then comes up smiling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Likes pain. Um, so sweet. Ray's going to take a swing at Scum 5 per instructions. Advice. Advice per advice. advice. 15 on the die plus 6 is a 21 to hit. Keeping that? Yes. That's a hit. Great. Morningstar slams into number five. Oh, with the plus two. I didn't even need that plus two. Okay. Uh, for three points of damage. Smash. Grazing blow. But it lands. But it lands. Shoot. We've drawn first blood on scum number five. You got a move action left, too, if you want to use it. Or a good old five-foot step. Yeah, can I back... Towards the doorway like that? Is that possible? Sure. To get to get five foot step five foot step back closer to Dora to get between her and any scum that might attempt to charge her. That's right. Number five is up. The one that you just hit. Adjacent to grip. Is aware of Roni around the corner, also seeming to keep his focus on grip as again the greatest perceived threat. He's gonna take a full attack on grip. Here comes a trident. Miss. Claw. Miss. <laughs> Bite. 19's a miss, right? Roar! All right. <laughs> oh, nice. Just ducking and weaving. The giant grip is avoiding these attacks. Scum number three is up. That was the jackass in the bedroom. He takes a <laughs> footstep out. You're so mad at him. I, I, I said he was lying on the bed. Just All I had to do is not say that. <laughs> he takes a five foot step out of the hallway and let's see. Okay, so he's now threatening Grip and threatening Ray. Focus fire. He's going to focus fire. Trident coming at you, Grip. Yes. Hey. 21? Just. Just. Claw hits you for three points of damage. And the bite hits you as well for, oh, seven points of damage. Well, Grip is doing his job as damage sponge. As Who likes number three now? Every single Shame. scum that's left standing is now surrounding Grip in the center of this room. Perfect. Roni, you're up. You are behind number four, who is currently menacing Grip. What do you want to do? I am going to take a five-foot step backwards to avoid any uh, attacks of opportunity. Love it. Back in the hall. I am going to, as a move action, rapidly reload the alchemical torch. Yes. And then I will continue to use my study target on uh, scum number four. Love it. And looking at where he is, yeah. I think, oh no, I can do the studied strike after I strike. I don't have to actually, I don't have to oh, actually. Read it, read it out loud. Yeah, yeah. It's new to me too. Let's see here. Let's get it right on like Ray's ability yeah. that I got wrong. There you go. All right. At fourth level, an investigator can choose to make a studied strike against the target of his studied combat as a free action upon successfully hitting mm -hmm. his studied target with a melee attack, or in this case, a range attack as well. A range attack nice. with the alchemical torch. Mm -hmm. So I am going to. And then to you get to use both your studied combat and studied strike damage, is that correct? Correct. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Wow. 
Nice. But then you you blow the studied combat. Then, then studied combat yeah. is done. But it would yeah. be done after this round anyways, because mm -hmm. it's only yeah. three rounds. We got one more, but yeah. So I think that is what I'm going to do, because I it. think that might be enough to maybe put him over the edge and actually finish him. Um, so, well, well, we'll see if I if I hit first. So, uh, Leveling the alchemical torch. Leveling the alchemical torch. And boom. <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's a 30 touch attack. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, <laughs> shockingly, that is a hit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Hey, okay. this is a this is a new kind of rolling for yeah. for our friend Ronnie yeah. here. <laughs> Everything's coming up. Oh, for uh 6 points of damage yep. and I'm going to go ahead and add on an additional studied uh strike for Oh, only one point of damage, so seven points of damage. Nice, but a huge, resounding blow, and you are blasting, blasting away at Scum 4. Scum 4 is looking um, just about as bad as Scum 2 had looked before Dora started pegging him with magic missiles. <laughs> um, not doing so great. Not doing so great. Grip, you are up. You have... One, two, three. You're surrounded by four scum still, but two of them are not looking great. The two that are flanking you are both uh, on their last legs. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to be flanked anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. Is is the is the square immediately to my east? Uh, can I not five foot step to that? Correct, because we got a big easy chair in that square. Oh, fuck that chair. Just sit down. <laughs> Throw the chair um, at him. And is scum one difficult terrain? Scum one is not difficult terrain. Oh, but then I'm just moving into another flank position if I were to move there. Oh, you sure are. Five yeah. is pretty bad off. And so's two. I mean, two's so pretty is bad off, too. Five is not pretty bad off. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that's the one you were just shooting at. No, four, no, four is. is the one that's garbage. Um, all right. <laughs> that scum is garbage. No, three is garbage because he was laying on the bed at the beginning of the combat. Yeah, he's, four is just messed up. He's worthless. He's dead. He's the, also the only one that's hit. You know what? He just drops well, dead. You know what? Um, you know what? Um, if I were so, if I move, if I take a move action, yes, to move that five feet, is that going to provoke from everybody? Five foot step never provokes. But it's not. It's not technically a five foot step because it's oh. it's difficult terrain. That would provoke from all of them. Yes. <laughs> All right, oh, wow. I'm just going to attack. Yeah, let me let me roll those. I want to roll them. Four <laughs> Why don't you attack and then do a five foot? Step? How many attacks do you get to with flurry? I get two. Yeah, I'm going to do. Uh, I'm brawler's flurry. I'm going to start with number two. Okay. It's going after the near dead scum to the southeast of you. Finish him. When you originally attacked. Uh, that's a twelve. Um, God, I don't want to. No, I'm not going to use the shame point. Sounds like a good time for some shame. I'm not going to use the shame <laughs> point. I just got it five seconds ago. I just got new ones. Um, so I'm Somehow, gonna... this near-dead scum manages to <laughs> swerve out of the way. <laughs> Coughs up some blood on you, but you do miss it. Well, I'm swinging at him again. Yeah, fuck that guy. That's better. That's um, 13 plus 8, so that's a 23. That's a hit. Sorry, it was my math, my fast 21. math, right? 21. It was a 21. Um, <laughs> for seven points of damage. And it drops, bleeding out and dying on the floor. Two scum down, three to go. 
So that was a full attack. You can take a five-foot step if you wish to now. You've got two two scummy swears to the south available open to you. Yeah. I will take a diagonal step to my south. Trotting East. upon the fallen body of scum to And I try to grind my heel especially into his groinal <laughs> region. Oh, you succeed. <laughs> his useless member <laughs> is now Jeez. made painful. Nice. Dora, you're up. You are right outside the doorway. Ray's blocking the doorway from you. And you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm going to cast Magic Missile. Um, I'm just trying to figure out which one of them I want to use Mind Touch on. Um, mm. We know that Scum 3 is an asshole for being in the bed at the top of the combat. Um, <laughs> scum 5 is... I hate him so much. I know you do. So. Dora casts Magic Missile with a Mind Touch. She's going to spend one point from her Phrenic Pool on all three of them. Just going to loosen them all up for you guys. Nice. Uh, but we'll use the Mind Touch on... Uh, none of them look like a leader or... Anything like that. There's nothing to differentiate them, right? None of them seem special in any way. They all seem like... Let's say four. Red shirts. Number four. One of the furthest to the north. Okay, why don't we go in order north to south? Missile one, two, three? Mm-hmm. All right, so how much damage to number four? Three. Just a clinging to life. To number five, just to the south of him? Four. Boom. <laughs> Thunks into fishy flesh, and number three right uh, adjacent to Ray. Five. Oh, nice. That is the first damage that stupid bed scum <laughs> has taken. <laughs> you bed scum. And so then I read the surface thoughts of number four with the mind touch. It's a will save, right? The DC is calculated using the linked spells level. So it's as a first level detect thoughts. Mm-hmm. What's that DC from you? 14 or 15? 15. Fail. Sweet. So through its pain as it is reeling from multiple gunshot wounds <laughs> and now a magic missile slamming into it, as your mind probes into the alien mind of this foul creature, you pick up a just a mess of anger and fury and frustration like this wasn't the way the great harvest was supposed to start Diggerbotha will answer for this seems like a nice guy yeah Diggerbotha sounds nice Mm mm-hmm Scum number one is up, bleeding out on the floor, continues to do so very near death. I'm sorry, I have a move action. Great. How do you want to use it? I'd like to give some combat advice. Do it. Tell somebody to do something. Uh, the only person I can see is Ray. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ray, hit, hit, hit that one that just came out of the room really hard. <laughs> That's scum. Hit Ben Scum very Ben's hard. Yes. Top of round three here. Scum number two, who was bleeding out and dying, continues to bleed more. Scum number four, who is the one whose mind Dora just probed, sees Roni halfway down the hall. The giant orc is no longer within reach. He howls in rage and fury, takes a five-foot step forward, and it's got full attack on you there, Roni. Trident. Um, zoom, zoom, zoom. 18. Miss. Claw. 
16. Miss. Bite is a miss as well. Three attacks. It is so unsteady on its feet, can't land a single attack. Ray, you are up. Right now, you are adjacent to number three, and there is only one other scum that you can see at the moment. Grip, add five hit points. Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> he's he's loving it, in fact, right? <laughs> yeah, this is are good. Are you, like, giggling every time yeah, you, like, there's take something these wounds? That feels right about it. It feels good and right. Mm. What does it look like when this happens to you? He winces, uh, flinches in feeling taking on that damage. That um, suffering. But he he knows it's coming, so he can brace for it. He bears down, takes it, and feels a relief, like a release. Like I've helped my friend. And visually, as you're watching this, as we've started to describe this, you do see wounds close up on grip and that exact wound open up on Ray. So like a giant claw gash across Grip's face heals up on Grip and opens up all bloody and horrible on Ray's face. Oh. Don't look now, your Zonkuthan is showing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Put it back in a sack. Just make Put it back enjoy. in your filthy sack. Alright, and uh, make a uh, attack on Scum five, uh, three. combat advice. Thank you all. Six on the die. Plus six, plus two. Fourteen. Fourteen. I'm going to keep it. You hit. Excellent. Nice. Thanks. But really hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for eight points of damage. Oh, you do hit oh. really hard. Well done. You are laying about town with Horflame today. <laughs> this is, uh, this is again, also, I think, some of the most damage you've consistently done with this weapon. Love to see it. Love to see it. My pal Ray, <laughs> causing pain and anguish everywhere he goes. You got a move action. Do. You want to use it? Nope. All right. Scum 5 is up. Scum 5 is going to... Takes a little peek around the hallway, sees that Scum number 4 has Roni completely taken care of. It's all good up there. Uh, <laughs> steps over the body of his fallen compatriot and try, take his five-foot step on top of the body of his fallen compatriot and continues to attempt to enact the Great Harvest. Three attacks coming at you. Grip. Natural 20 with the trident. Natural 20 on the backup. Uh-oh. Critical hit oh. with the trident. Oh. Uh-oh. Hitting you for 15 points of damage, Grim, as the trident strikes home again, right mm. in the gut, and it drives upward like a fish hook into your rib cage. Yeah, it does. Claw comes at you. Miss. Bite. Miss. Okay. Only one hit, but it won mm. that very much counted. Number three, threatening Ray. Going for the full attack on Ray. Trident. 16. That's a miss, right? Correct. And claw 17 and bite 10. Okay, three misses from number three. Then, Roni, you're up five feet away from this near dead scum who has got murder and hate in his eyes. He's bearing down on you in this northern hallway in your house. I am going to spend a point of inspiration mm-hmm. to uh, again take a move action to study this scum and again enact. Uh, study combat on it. Nice. So you can blow inspiration to re-study. Correct. Cool. 
And then I'm going to take a five foot step so that I do not provoke. Backing up further, we're running out of hallway pretty soon right. here. And then as a free action, I load a paper alchemical cartridge mm. and take aim and fire. Pew. Pew, pew, pew. I guess I mean fucking bang. Bang. <laughs> this is so, it's so it's loud. So loud. Every, and then this tiny, yeah. tiny house, it has to be Especially ridiculously in loud. In this narrow stone hallway. Yeah. It's got to be ridiculously loud every single time. Uh, that's a 19. That's a hit. Excellent. And then damage will be... Oh! <laughs> 10 points of damage. <laughs> oh! Whoa! <laughs> wow! Uh, yeah, he's unconscious. <laughs> he's uh, quite significantly unconscious. <laughs> Get that's out a, of my house. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Grip, you are up. You are adjacent to number one. Finally, not flanked. Um, How's okay. Grip looking? <clears throat> Grip is at 16 hit points out of 52. Oh, oh man. Oh. Um, so that's that's where that's in the territory where things are real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just took like 28 attacks <laughs> to get you to that point. You have a potion on you, don't you? Right, I do. Yeah, I mean, I'm to a point where one hit could... They could potentially kill me if they got me like that again. I'm going to take a five-foot step diagonally back to the to the north... Oh, towards the back door ...east there. here into that yeah. corner, and then I'm going to draw and drink that potion. Gotcha. Is this a uh, light or moderate? This is a cure light. 1d8 plus 1. Hey, I rolled an 8. Hey, fantastic. Back. All right. Grip, many of Grip's wounds start closing up, and he's looking uh, less completely battered. Dora, you are up, still on the outside behind Ray. You've got line of sight on the two remaining scum. Does one look worse off than the other? No. They okay. both look as though they've kind of taken one hit. I'm running low on spells. I'm still going to cast one. It's just a question of what. So, um, you want to hurl a knickknack? No, because it'll be at minus four and I'll just miss. And they're... Ronies. I just want to hear you say, I hurl a knickknack. <laughs> okay. Roni's extensive collection of Hummel figurines. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So, uh, I will cast Mind Thrust 1. Number 5. That is a DC 16. Will save. Um, so, she suffuses his, his brain space with his own failure mm. to... Um, do anything right. A suffuses is the right word because he rolled a natural one on his will save. Oh. There. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad I don't get anything extra. Yeah. Ugh, two ones on the dice for damage. So 14 damage. 14 damage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, blood just goes spraying out of his ears and his gigantic mouth and he drops <laughs> to the ground unconscious. Ray. Yes. <laughs> Try and hit that last one I can see really hard again. Plus two combat advice on scum number three. Who I also hate now. Scum number one bleeds out more. And we're at the top of round four. Scum number two bleeds out. Scum number four. Still clinging to life, but uh, just a 
a bloody, bloody gunshot mess. Ray, you're up. You're standing next to the last remaining scum. Number three, right in front of you. The guy on the bed turned out to have had the right plan the whole time because he's the last one standing and will complete the Great Harvest. <laughs> it says, that right it says to your him. face with its stinky fish <laughs> breath. Yeah, I'm going to smack it in the face if I can. Plus two. Uh, rolled a two on the die. Plus six plus two is eight. That's ten. Shame. Yeah, that is shameful. Blow it on this scum. Thirteen. Hit. Yeah. Yes. Your shame pulls you through. With a eight on the die. Ooh. What's that? Two. I think that's ten points. Nice. Ten points of damage. Wow. Yeah. You hit that one really hard. You really yes, did. As advised. Number five. Oh, sorry. Uh, Stabilizes. At the top of my turn. Oh. You'd get five hit points back, my friend. Why, thank you. Is anyone else taking damage? Nope. Nope. Okay. Has anyone else been attacked? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Scum number five manages to stabilize. Scum number three. Let's see. Think like a fish man. I know. Like a stupid fish man who was on the bed at the top of the fight. Oh my god, it wants the harvest so bad. <laughs> <laughs> come get your harvest. Yeah, kid. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks in your eyes and it sees that come get your harvest dude look in your eyes. And it says to itself in its awful language, I'm going to get that harvest. Natural 20. I'm going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> Back up with the natural. Like with a two. Uh, okay, so it's a regular hit with the trident. For oh, ten points right back at you, wow. Ray. Okay. Here comes a claw. <laughs> oh no, you've got a huge armor class. Uh, that's a miss. At eighteen, <laughs> and the bite misses at a seventeen. Okay. Well, it tried. It tried. Oh, look at Ray's not looking so hot either. So both Ray and Scum Three are just like bleeding, lashing out at each other, uh, kind of on their last legs as they face off there. Roni, you're all alone, back in the hallway there. All right. I am going to move forward so that I can see what's going on. Five, 10, 15. Emerging into the Great Hall, you find a bloodbath of fish guts and dead scum, and one remaining scum facing off with Ray in the doorway there. They both are in terrible, terrible shape. It's got its back to you at the moment. 25, and I, I will... On that move, I will uh, drop and draw. Yes, uh-huh. And uh, I, will, uh, I will use my Verizian rapier. Oh, nice. And uh, now that we are flanking, I'll try to stab it into his back. And Grip does not need to make a save. Because he's using a piercing oh, weapon. Oh, I was going to say, what? What? Oh, right. I love not making a save. <laughs> I mean, not having to make a save. <laughs> What'd you get there, Johnny? 17. Does that include your flanking bonus? Uh, 19. That's a hit. And that will be for... Four points of piercing damage. Clinging <laughs> to life. Clinging. Grip, you're up. There's one scum left. 
He's got so little fish energy left in him, but he is determined to complete the Great Harvest. What he didn't know is that he himself is the harvest. Is part of the Great Harvest. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Then I'm gonna, I'm as, gonna for, as foretold. I'm gonna take a move action and harvest this fish man. Yeah. <laughs> so grip, uh, so grip crosses the room. Single yes. attack with red destiny. Here we go. Thirteen. Hit. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> For uh, nine points of damage. Oh! And with that, the last scum falls, and that is the end of chapter 46. Oof, we'll pick it up here done. next time in the wasteland of Roni's living room. <laughs> Who's going to help me clean up this fucking mess? I'll, I'll help you clean our house. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes along with additional music composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. WTPK. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Two tags. Season good. two tag. <laughs>